I want you to turn with me for a moment to a part of a verse in Deuteronomy chapter 26. Deuteronomy chapter 26. And I want you to gaze upon the verse 5. And I will bring the meeting to a close in good time. Deuteronomy 26 and verse 5. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God, A Syrian ready to perish was my father, and he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few, and became there a nation great, mighty, and populous. Is that phrase in the middle of the verse, Assyrian, ready to perish, was my father. Wonder, am I speaking to a father or a mother, a young man or a young woman as we close this meeting tonight? And any moment, you could perish. You're just ready to perish. Now, you don't know that, but God knows that. Ready to perish, not as a Syrian. I don't think there's any Syrians here, but they're sinners. Ready to perish as a sinner. You know, there's an old Hebrew word for the word perish, and it's translated the word shave. And some of you tonight, maybe most of you tonight, would know something of near shaves. Near shaves. Often we have near shaves on the road, sometimes on the land, on the farms, sometimes even in the air. Near shaves, near perishing, but for the unseen hand of the eternal God that held us back. Our folk lives on the new road in Armagh. Well, I lived off the new road in Armagh for 11 years. Langs Crescent, just down opposite the barracks. I was doing my quiet time one morning about 6 o'clock and I heard a hand grenade and I knew it was a hand grenade. And then I heard a burst of machine gun fire and I knew that it was a Thompson machine gun. The favourite weapon of the IRA. Two policemen went down to open the barrier to go into the town and a gunman was lying on the roof. 
And he, op- he fired a grenade and he opened up on them almost at point-blank range and he hit one of them. This other fellow ran and he zigzagged up the road and the sparks went out of the wall. But he didn't perish. He had come to Armagh, that policeman from Newry, where he was transferred from Newry, where he was in uh, Nambush, where he was nearly killed. Now he's in Armagh. And he talked about the two near shaves. But one day he was going to the prison in Crumlin Road doing an escort with a prison officer, a lady prison officer who was a Christian. And he began to tell that story to the prison officer. And she said to him, you know, those near shaves will not always happen like that. And then you need to get saved. And he mocked the gospel and he laughed at her. She said there mightn't be another time. It was only a couple of months after that that he was driving a heavy armoured police car out the new road and he had four, there were four in the car. He was the driver. And they got a call which happened to be a, a false alarm and they thought it was urgent and they swung the car around and came down the Cady Road and he lost control and they hit a bridge and all four of them, including himself, went out into eternity. Don't you count on the near shaves anymore. Ready to perish, but not going down into Egypt. My father is Syrian, ready to perish, going down into Egypt. Not down into Egypt, my dear friend, down into the bottomless pit of hell, where there's weeping and wailing and the gnashing of teeth. There's only one thing worse than falling out of the hands of an angry God. And that's falling into the hands of an angry God. And my dear friend, take heed tonight as I close this meeting. Listen to the words of Moses to the children of Israel. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived lest ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord has given you. What a privilege it is to live in Northern Ireland. What a good land this is, a good land of meetings and messages and gospel and preaching and praying. Oh, to perish from this land will be awful. To perish out of this meeting tonight. And you're just sitting there tonight ready to perish. All, we all sinners are ripe and ready to perish without excuse. But then, you know, there's something else. Remember the words of Nehemiah when he pleaded to God for the sin of the people. He says, Thou art a God ready to pardon. There's a God tonight and he's ready to pardon.
He's ready to pardon your sins. Whatever your sins may be, he's ready to pardon the sinner, the backslider. He's ready to pardon the murderer. He's ready to pardon the thief. He's ready to pardon the drunkard. There's no one too great for him. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord our God for he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Hallelujah. Ready to perish. Ready to pardon. Not only pardon us from the original sin that we're born in sin and shapen in iniquity, that sin that were conceived in our mother's womb, not only to deliver us and to save us and to pardon us from original sin, but for every sin for the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Not only is he ready to pardon, he's ready to forgive. There's no one stands more ready to forgive the sinner than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses. He's ready to cleanse. You know, the first cry of our Savior on the cross was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. Now, they tell me that that word is in a, uh, an imperfect tense, which means it's, rep- it's repetition. That word said. He said. He repeated and repeated, and some scholars think maybe hundreds of times he repeated, Father, forgive them. He repeated it when they spat on his face. He repeated it when they hammered the thorns down on his brow. He repeated it when they nailed his hand and his hand and his feet. He kept repeating it and repeating it as they bludgeoned him. As they blasphemed him. As they gambled for his garments. He kept repeating, 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 Father, forgive them. For they know not what to do. I say to you tonight as I close this meeting, sinner, whoever you are, wherever you're listening to me tonight, there's nothing you need greater than forgiveness. You need it greater than your food or your clothes or your money or your home or your family. You need forgiveness for sins. Because if you're not forgiven by God, you cannot be forgiven. Forgiveness is found of him. He's ready to pardon tonight. He's ready to forgive. And he's ready to save. Hezekiah said on one occasion, the Lord was ready to save me. And you know, there may have been times way back years ago, sir, when the Lord was ready to save you and you wouldn't come. There may be times, young person, in this meeting when the Holy Spirit drew near to you and he was just ready to save you. 
But that's in the past. Maybe you've spurned the Spirit. Maybe you have trifled and tinkered with the Spirit of God and trampled the blood underneath your foot. Maybe, maybe now it's too late. Can't get saved when you like. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins are scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though the red as crimson, they shall be as wool. My friend, you can't get saved whenever you want to. Listen to Hezekiah again. The Lord was ready to save me. But you didn't come. You would not. You cannot. Jesus says, where I am, you cannot come. And you will not, for you will not come unto me that you might have life. Will you come to him tonight? How do you know that you're not going to perish in the school bus tomorrow? How do you know they're not going to perish in the car tomorrow? How do you know that you're not going to perish with a coronary tomorrow? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, except ye repent, ye perish. Oh, what an awful word that is. And how greater it drives into your soul when it says, ready, ready to perish. Don't perish out of this meeting tonight. Don't boast and laugh and talk about your near shaves, but only for the grace of God you wouldn't be here and the near shaves could be over. And now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to trust our sister's saviour and our family saviour? Or are you going to go out tonight and say again, I will not of this man to rule over me. Well, that's your business. It's your business. All we can do is present the claims of the gospel to you and bring this text that God put in my heart early this morning. A Syrian was my father. Oh, father. What a difference it would make in the home if you got saved. A Syrian, my father, ready to perish. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the way that you brought our sister. We thank you for your multitudes of thy tender mercies leading and guiding and weaving all things together. Thank you for saving her, her husband, her family. Thank you for working in her home and in her health. Lord, all these things we can testify to, many of them tonight, and we can say, thank you, Lord, you've been good to us. Those in this meeting tonight can say, surely the Lord has been good to us.
Though God, tonight we pray that not one young man, young woman, one person in this meeting will perish in that awful place called hell. No, we thank you for the cross and for the blood. We thank you for the cry when he said, Father, forgive. And we bless you that that prayer was answered. And can be answered again tonight, for we know not what to do, Lord. We don't know what we're doing. But you know. Forgive us, we pray. Cleanse us, we pray. Bless us now as we part one from another. But we ask it in our Saviour's name and for his sake. Amen.